And good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna, coming to you live like we do every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your own personal financial situation, then I'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to us. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. Don't forget the area code, 757-627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our client's interest ahead of our own in any recommendation or business dealing. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals. But that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. And that's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area that we can achieve your measure of financial success. Because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You gotta take that first step though. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 627-7979. Whether you wanna talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, with the economy, insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 43Bs, TSP, 457s, IRAs, Roth IRAs mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance we are here to discuss tonight. 627-7979. And uh, programming note about my broadcasting partner, certified financial planner, planner Allison DeBrill. She's taken a few months sabbatical this summer to do some, uh, to get Caught up on some rest and relaxation and do a little traveling. I spoke to her a few days ago. Uh, just came back from Colorado for some uh, hiking out there with her husband. I know she's got uh, Vegas on the books, uh, Nashville uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. She's going to Quebec for a little while. Um, and Damien has informed me he's tracked her down on Facebook, and she did, in fact, catch up with Taylor Swift in Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, so... Chasing the dream out there. Uh, so you'll have me for the next uh, few shows until she gets back. Tonight, we are going to talk about some common retirement myths or misconceptions about retirement and um, what they are, how they are generally incorrect, and then uh, what you can do about them, what you can uh, the, give you the real deal on uh, some of these misconceptions about retirement planning so you can make your own plans uh, when it comes to your own retirement. Uh, one of, obviously, one of the big things we do at Wealthway is help people prepare for retirement, uh, shepherd them through the tra 
transition period into retirement and then stay with them for the rest of their lives to ensure that their money lasts their lifetime and they get maximum enjoyment out of it. So core competency of ours is helping people prepare and enjoy their retirement. So uh, here's a couple uh, misconceptions about retirement that we hear along the way that uh, I think are kind of common to a lot of people. And so we'll talk about those. One of the first ones I want to talk about is the idea that many people don't think they're going to live into their 90s. Uh, I would say that uh, as, a, as a general policy at Wealthway, we, uh, we make sure when we're doing our planning, we plan for people to have money well into their, their 90s. Uh, and usually one of the first things we hear when we first uh, deliver our first draft is, oh, I'm never going to live that long. Oh, God forbid, I don't, I don't want to live. Of course, people in their 60s, you know, thinks that that's a, a long time away. But I assure you that uh, when our clients get to 88 and 89, they do hope <laughs> that they live into their 90s. In fact, we just had uh, one of our oldest clients pass away this year at the age of 102. So with the advances of medicine, um, it is becoming more and more common that life expectancy increases and people do make it to their, their 90s, which means you should be planning to have your money last that long. In fact, some statistics on this, uh, if you are 65, uh, if you're 65 year old today, then you have a 25% chance of making it to age 93 if you are a man and 96 if you are a woman. So a 25% chance you're going to make it into your 90s. There's a 50% chance that one of you will make it to age 85. So planning for longevity is one of the things we do um, regularly. And it's one of the first things that we typically hear people sort of brush off as, ah, I'm never going to live that long. Uh, but that's not that's not the case. Life expectancies are getting longer. Um, this affects pension claiming decisions and Social Security claiming decisions because both pensions and Social Security are based on your life expectancy. The longer you live, the more your pension is going to pay out, the longer Social Security is going to pay out. As long as you're drawing a breath, you're drawing a check, we like to say. So... When you decide to claim Social Security or how you decide to claim your pension, whether it's survivor benefit uh, or with a maybe a period certain uh, length of time or what age you decide to draw the pension, all those are really, really big financial planning decisions um, that are linked to life expectancy. So just be aware that uh, life expectancy is getting longer. And if you're in your 60s today, then there's a decent chance you're going to make it to your 90s. So something to be aware of. Here's another misconception or myth we, we sometimes hear from, from clients uh, when we talk about the idea of retirement. Uh, a lot of times we'll hear, well, I'm never going to really retire. I'm, I'm going to work until I drop at my desk. I'm going to die with my boots on. They'll have to drag me out of here. 
I'm not going to retire. I got nothing to retire to. I'm, I'm happy working in my job, and 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 that's my plan. Well, that's okay, and and there are good benefits to remaining employed well past traditional retirement ages, um, especially when it comes to part time work. But retirement isn't always your choice. We have found, uh, and in fact, about twenty percent of people are forced to retire because of health problems. Uh, And then there are also other complicating factors like, well, layoffs, replacements, downsizing, being, well, replaced replaced by somebody younger and cheaper uh, in your job. Um, There's also company policies occasionally that um, uh, companies require mandatory retirement at certain age. So sometimes you don't get the option to work as long as you live. And so that's something you have to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, I will say that some of the happiest and healthiest retirements we're seeing today are people who are consciously choosing to sort of remain engaged in the workforce but reduce their level of participation. Uh, So it can be a real win-win for employer and employee if you can work out an arrangement with your employer to maybe go to part-time status uh, at, say, age 65. So you don't retire completely. Um, You remain engaged in the workforce, you have a reason to get up in the morning, you're valuable, you're appreciated, you have a lot of experience, you have a lot of knowledge to your employer uh, that you can pass along to other co-workers and so forth. But instead of five days of work, maybe you work only two or three. You go to part-time status, Uh, a lot of times uh, benefits get reduced or eliminated. Uh, Obviously, you're going part-time, you're going to be compensated less. So to an employer, you cost less, but you have a wealth of knowledge and experience that's still valuable. And to the, you, the employee, um, you, if you've done your financial planning properly, have ample assets to supplement your income. So the reduction in income is not a financial burden. Perhaps the elimination of the benefits is also not a problem because you've filled those gaps other in other ways. And so you remain a vital, um, engaged uh, part of the workforce, got a reason to get up in the morning, um, but you don't have that incessant grinding stress that can happen from uh, a job five days a week. And when everyone knows you're part-time, a lot of times the the problems fall off your back and go on to somebody else's. And and just knowing, we know from past experience that – uh, employees who are clients of ours who have this type of arrangement, just knowing that they can, they are in a part-time status and can walk away anytime they want because they're financially secure, that allows them to put up with some of the other inconveniences of the job. So uh, while some people's plan is to never retire and work for the rest of their lives, uh, Oftentimes, that decision is not always in your control. But if you can get a sort of semi-retirement 
for a few years after traditional retirement age, we find that to be a very healthy win-win for a lot of our clients. All right, tonight we're talking about some uh, uh, retirement misconceptions and what they are and what you can do about them. If you want to jump in on the conversation or you have questions or comments relating to your own personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines, give me a call, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zibna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talks 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna. I'm the president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at Wealthway Advisors. Dot com. All right, talking about some uh, retirement myths or misconceptions that a lot of people tend to have. Try to clear those up for you tonight. Put a professional perspective on some of these thoughts and ideas. Um, another one that we have here is Medicare will take care of health care costs in retirement. Um, a lot of people think Medicare by itself will take care of all medical expenses as well as long-term care. That is not true. Medicare does a pretty darn good job of taking care of the basic medical expenses, the hospitalization and um, some of the uh, doctor visits, but um, you need a Medicare supplement typically with Medicare itself that can the Medicare supplements purchased on the private, uh, in the private marketplace. Um, there's a whole alphabet soup of different types of Medicare supplements. We're not gonna get into those today, uh, but I just wanna let everybody know that it's usually a two-parter with Medicare, the basic government insurance plan plus um, the, uh, the Medicare supplements. One of the things Medicare does not cover, though, is long-term care, and a lot of people think that it does. No, only in very, very limited circumstances, like typically after a qualifying hospitalization stay, will Medicare pay for a limited amount of, of long-term recovery type of care. Um, so it, it does not offer, uh, it does not pay for long-term care, the traditional form of long-term care, uh, like we think about the last big expense that we all may face in life. So Medicare does a, pre I, although we can report that uh, when you have Medicare with a good solid supplement that fits your healthcare needs, and everyone's healthcare needs are different. Some people are heavy on uh, procedures and doctor visits uh, and light on medications. Other people are just the opposite, rarely ever go to see a doctor, haven't had any major medical procedures, but do take two or three uh, maybe um, medications to help keep things under control. So depending on how you consume healthcare, 
has a lot to do with what type of Medicare supplement is best for you. So important to shop around there. Uh, we do recommend that you work with a, a good insurance broker there uh, to help get the right type of insurance for you. Uh, just a little uh, factoid to file away um, about the average out-of-pocket expenses in retirement for healthcare expenses is about $5,500 a year. Now that does include insurance premiums. So Medicare, supplements, um, uh, any other uh, maybe medicine, uh, medical um, type of uh, reimbursement plans that you have. Uh, $5,500 is about the amount uh, with with doctor visits and insurance premiums that people pay. So something to be aware of there. All right, here's another one we got for you. It's best if I claim Social Security benefits at age 62. Well, I don't know if it's best, but it's certainly the overwhelming choice for most Americans to claim Social Security at age 62. In fact, about 35% of Social Security beneficiaries take it at age 62, the earliest age it's available, the retirement benefit, the earliest age the retirement benefit is available, 62. So that tells me that uh, once people have an opportunity to take from the system that they paid into, a lot of them jump at that chance. However, you need to be aware that by taking Social Security early before your full retirement age means a permanently reduced Social Security benefit. In fact, claiming at 62 can mean that your benefit is about 25 to 30 percent less than it otherwise would be at your full retirement age. And, and nowadays, for most people, their full retirement age is either sometime in their 66th year uh, of life or we're closely approaching 67 for a lot of us. So it does migrate up, depends on the uh, year you were born. Um, but if you take Social Security benefits before full retirement age and you take it as early as 62, they're going to be reduced by about 25 to 30 percent for the rest of your life. Now, you do get that, what, four or five years of payments earlier. So that is somewhat of a benefit. But if you delay past your full retirement age, which again is 66 or 67, depending on when you were born, then your Social Security benefit continues to increase. And in fact, can increase between about 124, or I'm sorry, increase about 24 to 32% above your full retirement age benefit. It increases every month a little bit, about 8% per year up until age 70. So you can de delay or defer Social Security benefits uh, as late as 70. After that, there's really no benefit. You should take, uh, take the benefit at that point. But if you take Social Security before the full retirement age, then you also have to be mindful of the fact that if you earn income while you're claiming early Social Security benefits, if you earn too much, then Social Security benefits can be reduced. And it's not too much that you have to earn in order to, um, uh, in order to start seeing those benefits reduce. In fact, 
2023, that's about uh, only about $22,000 worth of earned income before Social Security benefits start getting reduced. Now, that reduction is temporary. Uh, while you are uh, below full retirement age and earning money, um, that's when it can occur. But after full retirement age, then uh, those reduction in benefits then do get put back on later. But it kind of defeats the whole purpose of taking early if you're going to work and earn income. So something to be mindful of. All right, we're going to have to pause right here, take a short break for the news and weather. We're going to be back in a few minutes. If you want to jump in on the conversation, have something to add regarding retirement benefits, your experience, give me a call in studio line 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna. I'm the president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized, ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you have some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, give us a call at the office, 757 456 2200. I want to remind everybody, our next live show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, July 11th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month or our rebroadcast Saturday morning following the show, then you can get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen at your convenience. And for those of you into social media, we are on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Hit that like button. And about once every week, we put up a financial planning post to keep you interested and engaged. All right. Tonight, we're talking about um, financial planning. uh, I'm sorry, uh, retirement planning misconceptions and some uh, misinformation that typically is out there, some thought processes that don't quite line up with some of the facts that we typically see. So early on in the show, we talked about people who think that they aren't going to live that long and aren't going to live into their 90s. Uh, Statistically speaking, once you make it to age 65, you got about a 25% chance you're going to make it into your your 90s, and you got a 50% chance you're going to make it to 85. So plan for longevity. Then there's the misconception that some people think they are never going to retire, that their retirement plan is not to retire. 
Uh, they're going to work as long as they live. Well, that's not necessarily a bad idea if you enjoy your job and it's not overly physically or mentally draining, then that can you know, be a healthy way to spend um, the, the, the later half of your life. But also know that that decision might not always be yours, uh, even if you work for yourself and can't essentially be fired or laid off or replaced. Um, sometimes health problems get in the way. In fact, about 20% of the time, people do have to retire for health reasons. And then we talked about Medicare, uh, how much Medicare takes care of from uh, a health insurance standpoint. Expect about $5,500 a year of additional medical expenses uh, in retirement. Medicare doesn't cover everything. You need a supplement to help you out with that if you want that type of protection. Uh, and then uh, the last thing we talked about in the first half of the show was Social Security claiming at age 62. Overwhelmingly, most people do it. 35% of Americans choose to claim Social Security at age uh, 62, the earliest age it's available. And in fact, I got some other figures here. Let's see. The next highest level is uh, age 66. 18% of people take um, Social Security at 66. 10% of people at 65, and there's a smattering of people at 63, 64, and above 66, which is currently full retirement age. So most people taken at age 62 or full retirement age at 66. All right. Um, here's, uh, here's one of my uh, favorite um, misconceptions about retirement planning, and that is the idea that you have to have a conservative investment portfolio in retirement. That's somehow going uh, from a growth-oriented portfolio while you're in your working years to all of a sudden flipping a switch and going ultra-conservative with your investments just because you're retired is the thing to do. That is, that's old, outdated, antiquated uh, thinking around portfolio construction, portfolio design um, for retirees. And it's still, I would say, very prevalent in uh, society thinking as well as professional thinking um, that you have to get overly conservative once you retire on the idea that you don't have time to recover from the temporary occasional market pullbacks. Well, that's not necessarily true. As you said at the outset, there's a good statistical probability that, especially if you're part of a couple, couples, each individual in a couple on average lives longer than people who live alone. But there's a good statistical probability that you make it into your 90s. If you retire in your 60s and you live until your 90s, well, that's a whole other third of your life that you have in front of you in retirement, 30 years. That's a long time horizon. When you have a long time horizon, you can afford to be more growth-oriented in your investment portfolio. In fact, you should be more growth-oriented because one of the main objectives of portfolio construction is to ensure that your money outpaces the corrosive effects of inflation. And the, 
the best way you can accomplish that objective is by having a portfolio, investment portfolio made up primarily of equities or stocks. Bonds, especially in the current interest rates, are not are not going to be the tool that will allow your portfolio to grow consistently above rates of inflation. You need the equities. And so we still see thinking today, the traditional retirement portfolio in the industry used to be what's known as the 60-40 portfolio, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. But bonds will do nothing but drag down your long-run portfolio performance. They sometimes, maybe I could go with usually, do act as a little bit of a ballast or uh, a buoy to stocks when stocks go through an occasional temporary decline. Usually, bonds go in the opposite direction. But, But overwhelmingly, 75% of the time in any given one-year hold period, stocks go up. 75% of the time. Any given one-year hold period, stocks are up. That's a pretty high probability. So so to protect against the 25% one-year declines, if you have 40% of your portfolio in bonds, bonds' long-run rate of return is down around 3 or 4%. Um, after inflation. Stocks is like 7 or 8% after inflation. So all you're doing is dragging down the long-run performance of your portfolio by being too bond-heavy. In our practice, we have reduced, radically reduced or eliminated bond holdings in most of our client portfolios uh, regardless of age, because that's where you're going to get the greatest growth and the risk that people perceive in stocks or in equities is very low when you have a long time horizon, greater than 10 years. In fact, if you have at least a 10-year hold period, then there's a 97% chance that you will have more money 10 years into the future than if you invested today. 97% chance with a 10-year hold period. Well, those are pretty darn good odds. So yes, I know within that 10-year period, there can be bouts of volatility that can be frightening and concerning if you don't know what you're doing. Um, But that's part of the price that we all have to pay for long-run rates of return that are 7, 8, 9, sometimes 10% on average each year. So big misconception is too many people get far too conservative with their investment uh, strategy as they come into retirement, thinking that their time is short. And as we've already demonstrated, uh, chances are it's not that short. Um, You have another third of your life ahead of you, so don't get too conservative with those investments. All right. I think I got my point across on that one. Uh, Let me throw one more out here before we take a break. Um, A lot of people don't think about, well, they they think about their health as they go into retirement, but 
they don't think about what could happen if they can't make their own decisions. And so when, as we age, uh, get older, um, things become more difficult. Um, sometimes we don't have the mental or physical capacity to fully make all of our own healthcare decisions. So it's very important from an estate planning perspective, uh, as well as a lifestyle perspective, to have um, a couple instruments that can help improve your uh, physical quality of life. And that is a medical power of attorney and a medical directive for health care. Now, medical power of attorney is somebody who can uh, you can make decisions on your behalf if you are incapacitated or in an accident and, uh, you know, in a coma or knocked out, or you can't make your own decisions. Your medical power of attorney can, within reason. And make sure that if you have a medical power of attorney that you talk about it with your primary care physician because if you end up in the me in the emergency room uh, and your medical power of attorney person doesn't show up with the papers there's going to be no one in the emergency room that's that's going to talk to that power of attorney so it's important to uh, one file it uh, give copies to your medical power of attorney person and then also your medical professionals key medical professionals, uh, mainly your primary care physician. And then the medical directive for health care uh, is in the event that you do become seriously incapacitated, it can express your wishes on how you would like to be treated in the event that uh, you are incapacitated, are unresponsive, are unable to communicate effectively for an extended period of time. And uh, the most common situation is if you were in a coma for, say, six months, would you want to remain in a coma past six months, one year, two years? How long would you want to be in that state? And the reason this document is important is you. you some people say, well, I'm not going to know, you know, I'm not going to know what that's like. I, I, I'm not really concerned about that. No, what that does, it takes the pressure off the rest of your family because the rest of the family will be left trying to make the decision for you and trying to figure out what your wishes would be in the absence of this formal document. And we know from professional experience that it is anguishing to the family trying to figure out what mom would have wanted or dad would have wanted to be in this condition. And sometimes the siblings can have different perspectives and different opinions. And that can lead to infighting at a time of great need and uh, crisis in the family. So not having your wishes in the form of a medical directive can cause a lot of uh, family strife to uh, your, your other relatives and your, your family if you don't put them down in writing. And so you're doing them a favor by putting your wishes in writing.
All right, going to pause here, take our final break. If you want to jump in on the conversation, give me a call on studio line 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zibna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zibna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog box there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll fire that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you want to talk to a live human being, give us a call at the office, 456-2200. Our next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, July 11th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday, get this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts download us, take us with you wherever you go and listen at your convenience. For those of you into social media, we are too. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. My broadcast partner, Allison Debril, uh, enjoying a little summer sabbatical, catching up on some rest and relaxation and doing a little uh, traveling throughout the United States and Canada. Uh, can confirm Damien has found her on Facebook and she did track down Taylor Swift in Philadelphia so I knew that was one of the things that she wanted to do there's also been some hiking in Colorado she's going to Nashville uh, um, she's going to Quebec uh, later on this uh, summer so she's uh, making the most of her time she'll be back in a couple months and uh, I got the the controls here for the next few shows tonight we're talking about uh, Retirement planning misconceptions and some of the things that have kind of worked their way into the, the uh, common vernacular about retirement planning. Uh, a couple more to finish up the show with. Uh, a lot of times people think that once they retire, their taxes are going to be low. Well, they may go down. That much can be true. Um, because for most people, their income goes down, right? You've retired, you're not earning any income, you have maybe just Social Security, uh, well, you have Social Security, maybe just a small pension, and then you're um, living off your investments to help uh, fill the gap. So for, I would say for most of Americans, that is kind of true that their taxes uh decline and and they can drop down into the 12% or 22% uh, tax bracket. But if you've done your financial planning properly, 
over your lifetime, then typically that is not the case. Uh, if anything, sometimes um, your taxes go up, but that's because your income has gone up as well. So for people who've done a great job of saving over the course of their lifetime, this this retirement phase that that they're they're going into becomes one of the happiest, most fulfilling, uh, most rewarding times of their lives because uh, now is the time in early retirement to enjoy the f- fruits of your labor, and that means while while earned income may have declined because you're no longer working full time. Uh, at your current employer, um, your income has gone down, but your free time has gone up. And with a lot of free time comes travel, entertainment, um, a lot of extra purchasing we see. You know, Amazon is open uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's real easy to get uh, caught up in some boredom buying uh, we like to call it when you got nothing else to do, then maybe oh, go on to Amazon, uh, check check it out. So uh, a lot of times, uh, if you've done your financial planning properly, you, you've built up a solid nest egg. This is the time to enjoy it, and that means those withdrawals from the four hundred one k plans or the TSP or the four fifty seven, all that money is flowing back to you now after a lifetime of sacrifice and savings, and you should enjoy it. But it does all come out as ordinary income. Uh, and if you are taking out as much as you were earning prior to your retirement, then no, you will not see a reduction in your tax bill. So very dependent there on whether your taxes go down in, in retirement. Uh, also, uh, it's very difficult from a planning perspective. You know, if you're not yet retired, say you're in your 50s, it's very difficult for us as planners to figure out what tax rates are going to be 10 years into the future when you when you do officially retire, because that's at the whim of Congress. And I'm sure I don't have to explain to anyone on this state who listens to this station, you know how uh, difficult that can be to protect and how difficult it is um, for uh, for Congress to even come up with uh, decisions as it relates to tax code. Uh, okay, last thing I want to talk about and relates as it relates to um, retirement planning misconceptions, and this is a little bit of uh, technical inside baseball. Not everyone is aware of this, but there's a kind of a, a rule of thumb that you can use to determine how much of a properly managed growth-oriented, well-diversified investment portfolio you can withdraw from each year uh, and have a high degree of confidence that it will last through your retirement, and that's about 4 or 5%. So this is not a rule. It's not a hard and fast number. It's a get you in a ballpark. 4 or 5% is what you can withdraw from the, your portfolio uh, every year and increase that dollar amount for inflation so that stay, your purchasing power stays the same. Um, yes, that works, but it depends on the first few years. Big, big uh, 
pivotal point is the first few years of market performance after your retirement uh, depends on whether that can hold true. All right, I'm running out of time for tonight. Going to be back in two weeks, Tuesday, July 11th. Look forward to speaking with you then. Until then, look us up online, wealthwayadvisors.com. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. 790 WNIS. Norfolk. Powered by... Mr. Nissan of Chesapeake and Norfolk, a vehicle for every lifestyle. He's dropped a hint. I'm Lisa.